This podcast explores topics that may be unsettling or disturbing to listeners. Episode names are straightforward. If you're aware of your triggers, please proceed with caution. This podcast is generally not safe for work, but some episodes will be labeled otherwise. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy! This is Caroline Walker, host of Nerd N-U-R-D. Today's episode is the third installment of the Phobia Collection, and it's on urotophobia. If you don't know what that means, that is the fear of female genitalia. So a huge content warning on this episode. It is extremely graphic, and if you are around children or people who may be sensitive to this topic, it's probably best not to hear it in front of them. Just, just a little warning before we begin. Our co-host today, our guest host, is Rose Quacker, a comedian based out of Houston, Texas. Very funny, very knowledgeable, and she struggles with her own issues surrounding her genitalia. She's not necessarily afraid of it, but I'll let her tell you more about that. So I'm just gonna put it out there because I promised an episode to you guys tomorrow or today. Wow. I'm in the future, but also in the past, but also in the present. This is wild. Today's Sunday. I'm recording this on Sunday, but you're hearing this on Monday. (sighs) Okay, my brain just shit itself. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay, so Rose Quacker, super funny. Her and I are going to talk about some stuff. It's really exciting, and I hope to bring her on the show again. Oh, and today, oh, today is the day that you find out what the second collection will be for Nerd Podcast. So, collection one was phobias. What's collection two? Stick around to the end of the episode to find out. My name is Rose Quacker. I'm a Houston well, stand-up comic. I'm a writer. I'm an artist. Uh, originally from Anchorage, Alaska. Now I'm uh, Houston-based, and I'm super excited to be on this podcast. Awesome. It's great to have you. And holy shit, you're from fucking Alaska. I am. I am. I'm born and bred in Alaska. I've only been here for, oh God, uh, almost three years now for school. Okay. I was about to ask what what are you doing in Houston? So, so what made you, I guess, choose Houston for school? Houston's so, okay. So, um, it's like low key, it's low key cheap to live here because where I come from, it's like, like the cost of living is crazy. Um, and then I knew I wanted to go into stand up comedy and I like, 
living in New York or Los Angeles or anything like that, like Chicago, like I figured I want to be able to make it like uh, money wise because I had to work, I had to work like 70 hours a week uh, just to make it here. And then I, they have a really good creative writing program at the school I go to. I go to University of Houston, which like go kooks and they have like this kick ass creative writing program. And I'm, I'm, I'm just super proud to be part of it. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an implant too. I thought you were originally from here. No, nah, I, I mean, I picked up some of the y'all stuff, but oh. <laughs> Texas is definitely my home though. This is like totally become, this is definitely my home. It sucks politically, but Houston is so fucking diverse. It's awesome. Oh my God. It's like, there's so many opportunities here and there's so many different types of people here. Like any of the comedy shows I'm a part of, like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here. I I did not, when I was younger, I didn't think I'd be able to make it like be able to come here. Like I'm, I'm every day. I'm grateful for being here. Wow. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're, you're living your dream. Yeah, me too. Holy shit. Oh, it's been crazy. Let's talk about vaginas. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's discuss. Let's look and discuss. It's going to be fun. <laughs> okay uh once again i want to warn everybody just content warning because yes. um it's going to be extremely graphic if oh. you are around children put some earbuds on or do not listen to it wait for a different time if you're around progressive grandmas that's chill if your grandma is not progressive probably move to another room mm-hmm. all right so where do we start i mean you have a vagina, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. It's not. It's not the best. You know, it's not the best box to have. But you know, it's. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what's going on with your box? What's it? What an interesting fucking name for it. The box. What an interesting. Oh God. It's my vagina box. I do love the word cunt, though. I do. I do. Do it's, you? It is one of my favorite of all time fucking words to use. I like. If, if I'm in a dirty, dirty comedy show, it's like, I'll be saying cunt every other word because it's just so much fun to use. Everyone says like they cringe when they hear that word, mm-hmm. but it, I don't understand. Like they say it's super horrible. It's a horrible word, mm-hmm. but I don't see it that way. That's good though. That's good. Cause when you're part of a comedy show, you want to pinch the audience in kind of like an uncomfortable way. So it's good to have that. And like, you know, vaginas aren't perfect. I mean, it is, it is, it's a, an uncomfortable, like vaginas can be so uncomfortable. Not like, I don't know, uh, not enough that I, I fear my vagina as the phobia that we're discussing, but I could, I mean, sometimes I'm low key scared of my vagina. In what way? Oh God. Like the first couple days of an ant flow. Oh my God. Eesh. I just wanted to scrape it out like a jack jack o' lantern. Like I'm like I'm I'm done with this. This. <laughs> My dog is in heat right now, and she is literally laying on the floor with her vagina just like right on the floor. I'm gonna take a picture so I can post it on the nerd page <laughs> later, so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But just splayed on the ground if i could do a split i would do that because you know what sometimes i just need some coolness mm-hmm. if i could do a split i would do it every like i want to know how to act like i'd be everywhere doing a split yeah. <laughs> if i know how to work my body to that degree and be that comfortable i would grocery store everywhere wow yeah i used to do cartwheels a lot everywhere 
I would, I would too. I would, if I could do cartwheels, I would, I would definitely do that too. That would, what a superpower to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. But anyways, back to vaginas. Yes. So I'm, I'm kind of afraid of my vagina. I don't like putting stuff in there because mm-hmm. to me, it like the vagina doesn't have an end. Mm-hmm. Like it's a black abyss and whatever goes in there is never going to come out. I guess that's my, my take on it. There's a lot of male writers that see, see that the same way, same way. For real. It's the black abyss. <laughs> it's just the black abyss. But obviously there's an end. I have, oh God, how do you pronounce it? Vaginismus. Uh, yeah, vaginismus. It's where my my box will con- like its muscles will contract whenever things try to go inside when I'm nervous, and it won't work. It's like uh, it's like you know, like a Venus flytrap. Like <laughs> it's yes. like, but just like closed. Like when it doesn't want something, and open when it doesn't. So I'm open when it does. So like tampons and stuff like that are not. Not something I can work with. That's super interesting. So then if you're with a person and you're really feeling that person, mm-hmm. does it work? It does. The only time I've ever had it. So I've, I've hung out my, my hanging out with people. I've hung out with maybe five, but the only time it's only worked once and it worked for like two minutes. E. Yeah. And then the rest of the times it hasn't, which has been a super awkward conversation when I've been like, it's not you. Well, I mean, it kind of is, but like a part of it is not. It's just how my body works. Oh man. I can only imagine those conversations. I know how I feel when, when there's even the slightest bit of rejection Mm -hmm. and it's immediately like it's turned inward. Like, Mm -hmm. what did I do? Is it because I smell funny? Do I look weird? Did I make a weird face? Like, so I can only imagine you trying to tell someone about this condition that's not like super common or like they just don't want to talk about stuff. It's not, it's like 10% of people with vaginas have it, but it's not discussed a lot. But at first I thought I was just having my, I thought I was like losing my virginity again and again. And I was like, what is happening? Do people lose it multiple times? Has no one discussed this with me? <laughs> it was a one-time thing, but then it turns out the first person I ever hung out with, it didn't work out properly. So then I, and I, I kind of figured it out. So I told like the next guy, I was like, Hey, I don't think that I've actually gone all the way yet. And then we hung out and did some stuff together. And that's when it like, it really happened, but it, it still didn't because my, my pussy's broken. <laughs> I probably scarred him for life too. Like there was, Oh God, it was horrible. I, I probably, I've like, I've, I'm probably like the really bad Tinder experience that he puts on like a Reddit board. Oh man. Well, you know, Maria Bamford has this condition. I love her so deeply. Oh, me too. So I just like, I want to buy her flowers. Like I want to like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I know the when I know, I know one day I will meet her. I was going to, I was going to try to get tickets. She's at House of Blues, but I, I didn't have enough money. But like, I know one day I will meet her and I'm just going to be a puddle of tears like I it's- fucking miss that show like because I wasn't on Facebook I I had just moved to Houston and I wasn't aware of that going on and I was so crushed when I missed the opportunity I was so it, they, they were not expensive tickets either but I remember like like I even like I asked people if I could be on comedy shows just to raise the cash for it and I was I was like I was like 10 bucks short like it was like it was so heartbreaking I was oh like, my god I just want to open for her one day oh oh my god that would not even puddle in tears like i wouldn't i wouldn't stop crying on stage like that would like i would say uncomfortable things like we 
We both have pussy problems. Like, it would be uncomfortable and too familiar. Like, it would not. Oh, my God. If I ever got to open up for Maria Bamford, I would. Uh, what do you do after that? Like, what? Where, where does your life become better? Like, that's it. <laughs> it's not. That's... You, you hit a threshold. You hit You hit it. People are like, well, what if you have, like, what if you get married? Stuff? I'm like, that's not even as good. Like, I mean, getting married to Maria Bamford would be better. But still, like, ah. <laughs> That's funny. I had I had a dream that I opened for her once, mm-hmm. and then she got off the stage and she said that wasn't good. And, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no! Like, can you give me some feedback?" She's like, "You were too nervous because you weren't being yourself." And I was like, "Damn, Maria! Like, you're teaching me things." Oh my god! If I didn't, for every time a comedian told me that, I would have enough money to go to her fucking show. <laughs> Oh, I really would. would. Well, back to... Yeah, okay, so last time we discussed about the one fear that's in literature and popular media about vaginas having teeth and about how that connects to people having teeth. Which is so interesting because that's that's such a that that movie came out it was like teeth and it like got all this controversy because it's like what a what a way to look at a vagina. As having teeth, I don't know. I was thinking just as like that a, a is that a real phenomenon or is it is and it's, just... it's it's in like history and stuff like that. There's like there's like cultures that have created like like sculptures and stuff like that where vagina have teeth. Like it's a it's a, it's not a trope. What is it? It's like a popular motif or symbol within history, which is crazy. Oh, I just got nauseous. I can't even handle my mouth having teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool that you have. I, okay, so with a fear of vagina also comes from, have you heard about like guys that refuse to like be in the delivery room because they don't want to see it? Yes, I've heard of that shit and I think it's fucking stupid. That is not, okay, that's like, to me that's like, y'all create like this thing and then when it's finally about to release into the world, you're like, you know what, I'm going to skip out on the release day. I've got other stuff to do. I'd rather play video games. Like that, I don't know. I guess the part that pisses me off about it is that they're so ready to put their penis inside that vagina and they're all over it. They're doing their thing. Sometimes they're, you know, there's mustache rides involved. They're just all about it. But then the baby's coming out and they can't fucking handle it. What's the number one thing that guys tell you? They're like, I want to put a baby inside you. Like that is like, I want to like, that's the, that's what they're saying. But then when it comes for the, the final, the final countdown, there yeah it really grosses me out because i mean the birth of the child should be celebrated and it's beautiful and you know this woman is a goddess and like it should be seen that way but they're the guys are like "Mm, can't handle that but then they're being all fucking pervs and being nasty you know with women you know what i mean yeah, I can't imagine my vagina having that kind of power to give birth to a kid because I guess that's not really how I see my box. Like that's like giving birth to a child is so crazy that our vaginas can do that. Well, with your condition, have they told you that you would even be able to have a natural birth? I would have to be on so many drugs like like i would be i wouldn't even be in the room like that i would (laughs) 
be like six years away. Like I would just be chilling while they'd have to like get the kid out of me. Like I can't, I can't even, but also like I'm 21. Like I can't imagine. Oh my God. Like you create a life. Like it's a, like you have to look at that kid and be like, Hey, there's, you know, there's some bad stuff. Like you have to talk to the kid about stuff. You have to explain what a vagina is to a kid. Yes. Yeah. I had two C-sections, so I never experienced a natural birth. I I feel like I was robbed, actually. You still had a kid, though. Like, that's, like, to make yeah. that decision is crazy. Like, not that C-sections are bad, because, I mean, they're life-saving. There's women right. who, like, if they don't get a C-section, their kid's going to die, or they are going to die, or they're both dying. Mm-hmm. And with me, when, like, they were going to induce me, I went to the hospital and the doctor ran in and he was kind of impatient. And he said, "Um, I need to do a C-section. Yes or no? Tell me right now. Like, he wouldn't even walk into the fucking room. He just stood in the doorway. Mm -hmm. So I felt frantic. I thought maybe something was wrong with the baby. So I said, okay. Mm -hmm. So he took me in for a C-section, and there's nothing documented saying that there was anything wrong with me or the baby. And when I got older, I just realized that it costs more to have a C-section. Like, that's just a paycheck for, for those guys, you know? So because I had a C-section the first time, they didn't want me to risk having a vaginal uh, birth the second time. We still had a kid, though. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I don't think I can wrap my mind around that. It's super awesome. That's so, like, you can, you can, like, there's so much stuff you have to explain to a child. You got to teach him about stuff. And my son's at the point where he's starting to grab his his junk while I'm mm-hmm. trying to change his diaper and and I'm like oh fuck here we go like he's he's only gonna be a year old and like this is ar- already started you know and then they like never grow out of it is that the, is that the thing <laughs> I don't know I, that's what I've heard from all the 35 year old comedians I work with oh my gosh fucking comedians <laughs> that's what I've heard like it starts when they're babies and then it just ends when they die like that's what comedians that's what comedians have told me how about these doctors that are scared of vaginas well so have you read like um black women are 243 percent more likely to have complications in like childbirth and with medical care because doctors don't believe them like it's a it's a common thing for doctors not to believe women and so then women receive less medical care yes yes i heard about that and that's so fucked up so wild like you now it's recommended that you have to have like a midwife or like a a doula just because a doctor will not believe you on your own medical issues well that's kind of how it was when i was was pregnant with my son Mm -hmm. i kept telling my doctor i know something's wrong like i don't feel good there's something wrong there's something wrong and he's like you're you just have a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. just you're overreacting everything's fine the baby's fine After he was born, he was not fine. We mm-hmm. found out that his brain did not form properly. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. That wasn't something they could have detected while you were pregnant, or was it something you could have detected? I have no yeah. idea, because there's some people that do find the condition when they're pregnant, but then mm-hmm. there's other people that they just don't know mm-hmm. until the baby is born. Like, that's so... Like, in this day and age, like, Black women are more likely to like die in childbirth because no one takes them seriously like that's horrible 
I'm like, I, that's awful. I feel like they do it on purpose. It's often, okay, so I've, I, I'm, I'm in university right now, and a bunch of my kids, well, not my, like, my kids, like, it's a bunch of, like, freshmen and sophomores that I look after. A lot of them are going to medical school, and from what people have told them on their way to medical school is that they're looking, medical schools are looking for people, because people with empathy often have less, like, problems, and they, they actually, like, diagnose people properly, whereas doctors who are only concerned about, like, getting the good grades and stuff like that and stuff like that are, like, if you don't have a level of empathy, you often like will not look through issues with patients because you can't like feel for them kind of way yeah for sure and not and like women get so much of the shaft for that like i can't imagine also like uh like like trans people like that must be horrible to have to deal with doctors who don't believe any of your issues like that that is a whole other realm of medical issues that i'm like oh my god i I feel for them for like not getting the kind of respect it it basically comes down to basic respect and like exactly just like basic sick you know that definitely has your vaginas too because a lot of times people i'm not gonna say all because i don't like i feel like some people might have an actual fear because of like you know bodily horror or anything like that but like a lot of people have fear of vaginas because it comes down to a a basic lack of respect for people with vaginas yeah yeah for sure i feel like a lot of politicians are trying to regulate the reproductive system of a woman because they're afraid of it yeah, I don't know. I like I have zero interest in debating with someone about my value as a human being, if that makes sense. Like, at this point in my life, like I, I'm not interested in debating that I deserve less rights because I have a vagina. There, well, there was that guy who tried to introduce a bill about um, women who had abortions, like they would be punished by being I saw that, like the death being set to death. Yeah, Bruh. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, who gives them the moral authority to kill someone? Did you hear about the Unplanned movie? No. Okay, so you know the, uh, it's like God Friended Me movie franchise thing that's going on? Oh, come on. Yeah, they have a new movie. It's called Unplanned. And it's about, it's about a doctor. Well, it's not even a doctor. It's like administrative assistant that worked at Planned Parenthood. And then she came out to Fox News and was like, I saw an abortion and I saw it kicking and I saw it. And Planned Parenthood went over its record. They were like, there's no way that you ever, like, why would they ask you to assist with an abortion if you were just working in administration? And now she has like a (laughs) is making millions of dollars are you fucking kidding me you ever think about that like you could really go down like the oh my god and there's so many other reasons to to get abortions like maybe the baby just didn't survive and you have to have an abortion to take the dead cells out of your body rape incest like oh i mean there's so many women who who probably fear their own vaginas because they had to go through some sort of sex- sexual abuse. I'm pretty sure that's where my stem from, sexual trauma, like family member. But like, I, bro, I like, oh man. Yeah, because that happened to me too. And it, it my dad did it to me. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be the person who was going to look after me, you know, for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And if someone did that to me and was that close to me, how could I trust anyone else? How could I trust what, how I see myself and what I think of my genitalia? Well, there's really a whole level of trust you have to regain from something like that. Yeah. Even just like trusting yourself and trusting your own body to be able to like regain stability after something like that. Yeah. Like I... 
I couldn't even use tampons. I couldn't, or when I would have sex, I just felt like this huge guilt because anything surrounding my mm-hmm. genitalia was taboo. It was something to be ashamed of. It was, I, it had been violated by, by someone who's my blood relative. So mm-hmm. how am I supposed to share that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's super important. That, you're right. You're right. That's that's putting it right on the money. How how am I supposed to share that? I wish we had more. I wish we had more discussions around just like it's okay that your box smells and that it like does all this crazy stuff. Like that's just what a vagina is, and it's all good. Like it's. Oh my gosh. So my friend Amy, she's super awesome. Shout out to Amy. She listens to my podcast. So she saw a. What are they fucking called? Like that Summer's Eve shit. Mm-hmm. Like that soap, that vaginal oh, yeah. soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to make like your vagina smell better or whatever. Yeah. Yes. So I was using that at some point and she's like, I noticed like you had that in the shower. She's like, girl, like a vagina's vagina. It's going to smell the way it smells. Like, yeah, it's so clean. Like, you can like... clean it with just water. Your vagina is supposed to clean itself. And I was like, dude, she fucking changed my life because when I dropped that fucking soap, like my vaginal health was so much better. Oh, yeah. And and it's almost like that soap was invented by men because mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, you know? You ever think about all this shit that you did when you first, okay, so when I first started, because I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't like kiss a guy and do any of that stuff until college and my second year of college and when I first started going steady with this well hookup buddy I would like bro before we met up I would eat right for three days like tons of pineapple I exercised all the time got plenty of sleep because I wanted my vagina to smell better like what for what purpose what like that should have been for my own satisfaction of being healthier instead I was like gotta do it just to get laid yeah or let me groom let me wax let me shave God, like, for the I, sake of the guy, men men will roll out of fucking bed with cheese dick and be like, <laughs> oh, "This is okay." Like I'm, I'm fine. I was about it. to say that with like Fremunda cheese and shit. I've literally hung out with guys like after they've not even showered, and I've been like, "It's okay. I still like him." Like, bitch, have higher standards for yourself. Oh my yeah. god, kick him to the curb. Respect yourself. Oh yeah, but really, men washing their hands. Yeah. I, wish I wish it was more. Mm-mm. Wow, with their dirty fing- fingernails trying to finger you at a movie theater. Oh, oh God. see, that's the number one source of bad vagina hygiene. Oh, please wash your fucking hands. You ever think about whose fingers you let? near your box and you're like oh god i should have slept those away i should have grabbed my purse and just walked out home oh oh my gosh Uh, please audience if you're a female make sure these motherfuckers are clean before you start letting them touch your body yeah because men also make sure they're like negative on all tests because men do not get tested ever ever yeah it's super important for everyone to get tested not just women yeah and actually i know like the whole burning dick is like funny to say but like most stds do not have symptoms most of them do not at all have symptoms so go get tested anyway just because i mean the baylor teen clinic in houston and the montrose legacy center they're either free or they cost very little for testing yes also if you're in the rgv listening um there's the fuck 
I got to look it up super quick, but the, the clinic, oh, it's the HIV clinic. You guys know what I'm talking about probably, but share it with your friends, share it on um, Facebook everywhere because HIV is on the rise in the Oh, my mic almost fell. HIV is on the rise in the Rio Grande Valley, so you guys need to get tested. And it's not just between gay people. You can have heterosex and also get HIV. You can, I mean, from a lot of STDs, you can, like, share towels and get STDs. Like, and it's, like, the thing is, take on the stigma, absolutely, but be healthy about it. Go get tested. And I promise to anyone with a vagina, anyone with a dick will do anything to get to the box. And if you tell them to go get tested, they're going to go get tested. I've literally never, like, I've talked to so many guys and they've all been like, no, I'm not going to go get tested. And then I've been like, all right, then I'm blocking. And they're like, okay, like, oh, men will go through hoops. Yes. And if they don't want to do it for you, then walk, move on. There's 3.5 billion dicks in the sea. You will find someone else. Women really need to step up. And I can see how we were just totally suppressed by men. Men are trying to control our reproductive system, but we need to step up. The moment you realize you're, you have like worth, that's so important for like, I didn't realize that the moment you realize you have worth and value, mm, the opportunities, the, ah, the shit that gets so much better, so much Oh my God, so much better. The self-esteem is so glorious, so glorious. Cultivate. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was set free the moment that I just said, you know, fuck you guys. Like, exactly, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Oh, beautiful. I don't need to be abused over and over again. I can say that, you know, because of my trauma as a kid, the first 10 years of my life mm-hmm. were just major terror. Mm-hmm. Like it was some heinous shit. So when I got out of that, I gravitated towards situations that were similar because Mm -hmm. I knew nothing else. It's kind of like when you're in prison for a long time, they let you Mm -hmm. out and then you just fucking go back in because you don't know what else to do. I've actually, have you read, there's studies about that, about how we search for old trauma because we want to see it end up in a different route. Wow. Yeah, I read that and I was like, fuck they read me to a t like ah i felt exposed for real i ended up being in a relationship where i i trusted the person i told them about my trauma and they ended up reenacting it oh god yeah like without my permission you know what i mean like oh yeah Oh, no, no, no. Mm Yeah. So fuck that guy. But after leaving Mm -hmm. that relationship, I found out who I was, who who I wanted to be. And I just kept moving forward. And I'm where I'm at now. Good. Hell yeah. Success story. Fan fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's fuck yeah. I want I want people to know that they can they can get past their trauma. They can. And it's a daily struggle, but it's so good. It's so good once you accept that you have it and you're going to work with it. Like Exactly. Oh, exactly. The growth. The You feel that? That's growth. Oh, yes. beautiful. Thank you. Learning, Thank to, you. learning to, like, accept that you have a vagina, learning to accept the, the learning to know that you have trauma and knowing that you're going to have to deal with it and knowing that you can accept that you can be stronger. Oh, the mm, delicious. The growth. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i got to a point where i i fucking called cops mm-hmm. i called the cops i said why haven't you picked up my dad mm-hmm. 
And then I found him. You found him? I found him. He's somewhere in Oregon. I talked to him on the phone and I told him, you did this to me. And I told him in graphic detail what I remembered about my trauma. And I yeah. said, why did you do this to me, dad? And he just bawled like a fucking baby. <sighs> and the power was in my hands. And at that moment, he stopped being a scary monster. That's good that you're able to process that and work through that. Like, that's good that you're able to, like, you're in a better place right now. For sure. Like, I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm seeing the other side because for many, many years, I never thought that it would, it would be possible for me to be mentally healthy and happy, but it's getting to the point where I'm growing every single day and learning more and more about myself. And actually, through all of that, I'm becoming more and more comfortable with my vagina. I'm actually, okay, so I'm taking a break right now from the whole, you know, the whole hookup and whatever scene, but I'm getting back into it this summer, and now I know more of my boundaries. I think that's super important with your vagina. Now you know yeah. more of what you want. You come to realize, like, what you expect out of others, what you expect out of yourself, and realizing that instead of, like, and just knowing yourself is so important. Yes, boundaries are super important. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And be vocal. Fuck it. Just be vocal. Because like you said, guys, if guys want to have sex with you. Oh, they will do goddamn anything. They will. Holy shit. They will do it. You know how weird ass DMs I've gotten? Okay. So, (laughs) bro, like, I don't know. Okay. So I'm not even, I'm not even like, I, I don't have any kind of big social media, but the DMs I get from guys have been like, I'll give you whatever money for blah, blah, blah picture is crazy. I want people to give me money for that. They, I had one guy that offered me like 50 bucks for the shot of uh, like the back of my throat. Wow. I really contemplated it for a little bit. I really, I really thought I had to think about it. Like I was like, oh. Wow. I know. That's so odd. I mean, I just, you know, I'm at the point where I'm like, if I saw a picture of my, of my feet, you mm-hmm. know. I'm I'm not gonna be super ashamed about it. You know? I don't know. No, praise to all sex workers. They do so much good shit in the world, and I honestly like I support them all the way. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I, you, mean, I I had a friend. She was a stripper, and she did it because she enjoyed dancing. She loved it. Good, good for she you. She made a bunch of money from it, and she paid her way through college, and she's like a nurse now. Good for her. Fuck. Achieving her dreams. Yes. That's another, gotta, that's another way that people keep you down. Like, anti... I can't imagine... Like, why be anti-sex worker if you could just... Like, just don't be bitter. Like, just... Like... And they deserve all the protection and praise. Like, they... Oh, God. And that's just another way that people keep down people with, with, with vaginas. Well, the reason why people are so, like repulsed by that and they're so against it and vocal in that way about sex work is because they're guilty about their own sexuality exactly and there's so many people that don't want to see women or femmes like thriving like that's so bitter that's bitter fucking energy that is bitter fucking energy yeah and it's uh, i just i go back to christianity every time i i think about stuff like this and like their god keeps them from doing so many things like i feel like being brought up in the church made me do bad things even more so quote unquote bad things 
I was like, well, you guys are going to tell me not to do this. Well, then I'm going to go fucking do it. But I knew nothing about it. So mm-hmm. I ended up doing those things in dangerous ways. That's, that's actually a really, that's actually a really good point because there are some people that, you know, if you don't learn about sex education, then you go through sex without the proper knowledge of having to protect yourself and stuff like that, which exactly. leads to your risks of HIV or STDs or pregnancy. Yeah. I didn't mean to put pregnancy in the fucking list of like illnesses that I didn't mean to do. Like, <laughs> sorry, of, of unplanned, of you're not ready pregnancies. Well, pregnancy is a serious thing. Like it, it takes a huge toll on the body, whether you're healthy or not. It changes your life forever. Like my, my first kid, I gave him up for adoption and that changed my life forever. I got pregnant. I shouldn't have gotten pregnant. I should have been taking care of myself. But since I grew up in religion, they just told me not to do it. I didn't know where to get birth control from. I didn't, I wasn't educated about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where to get condoms from. Mm -hmm. Like, well, obviously a store, right? But like. But still, like there's other, there's other things and there's other. Right. There's other factors as to why I wasn't protecting myself. And then I got pregnant and I had about a month and a half after he was born, I made the decision to call up somebody who had been looking to adopt. And I, I asked her to come get him because I needed help. Mm-hmm. I just, I could not do it. And I loved him so much that I didn't want him to have a mediocre life or a life where he didn't have every single thing he needed. And that takes a, it takes a lot to decide that kind of thing, that those kind of things out about yourself. And if men didn't fear vaginas And if there wasn't all this, I feel like behind every woman who goes through stuff like this, there's a man that like laughing their ass off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I can't imagine not having to think about these kind of things on the, on the daily. Like I can't like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can't like, if I got pregnant, right. I can't even imagine like that would like not, not that a child would, well, no, it would it would ruin every, everything that I planned out, which is such a horrible way to talk about a kid. But, like, I can't – I don't know. That's but it, it's not horrible, and we're taught to think those things are horrible. But this child is fucking hypothetical. Mm-hmm. So why do you feel guilty about saying it would ruin your plans? This kid's not even real. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I It really would. Like, I have so many – goals and ambitions on my reach and like having a kid and you should be able to do that yeah and it's those are just facts someone out there said you have to love your spawn 100 percent, even if they're not real well i mean it's not like deadbeat you know deadbeat dads do right <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm gonna have so to insane. one on that oh man i need to have a whole fu- yeah i need a whole episode on just like kids in America. Absentee fathers want to know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, man. I wish mine was fucking absentee. Vaginas. Am I right? I was just about to say, ah, vaginas. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to think about it too hard. It's unsettling. But that's that's the whole point, I guess. The, the, these episodes are like my exposure therapy. Yeah, it's good to talk about these kind of things. It's good to, I mean, you've come to different realizations and some completely heavy topics. Yeah. Oh, my baby's crying. 
hope your kid's doing okay. That's so crazy to me that you have a kid. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get over it. That's okay. He's super cool, though. His birthday's on Thursday. Oh, my gosh. His birthday's coming up. Yes, he'll be one. Oh, my God. You have a little puppy, but it has, like, toes, and it's a human. Yes. And you made it. I did. And I like he is so... Congratulating someone who just won in Cake Boss. I'm like, you created <laughs> it, and it's great, and you won. Wow. I have my $10,000. <laughs> Wait, where did they get $10,000? Damn. Well, I don't know how much money they get, but there's always a cash prize. That's... I don't know why... I didn't even think about that. I was always like, yeah, they're just doing it for fun. No, of course they got a cash back. You know what these politicians need to do? They need to have incentives for giving birth. Incentives for giving birth? Like... It was like are so those like the tax deductions for kids? <laughs> Is it another word for kids? Okay, sure. a bonus. That's what my mom, that's what my mom calls them, so I mean like... Well, they want to stop abortions. Well, then give me fucking $10,000 after I give birth so I can get my child everything he needs. Oh, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. I'm, Wick only goes so far. Wick only goes so far. Government chase. Yep. But <laughs> just a big cheese. Oh, man, it's so complicated. Mm. Everything surrounding women and children is so complicated in america i really hope we keep what little reproductive rights we have because otherwise we're gonna have to do cross-country trips just to be able to get a surgery like i'm oh the amount of snacks and car rides just to be able to get a surgery done in another state that's just something yeah it's horrible because there's hold on i'm i'm gonna pause real quick because my baby's crying oh he's really upset got like four teeth coming in right now and they're molars so he's not he's just straight up not having a good time yeah poor i was just gonna say he's having the worst time the poor kid um where did we leave off uh we were talking about reproductive rights i'm checking out the wikipedia page right now for a year Erotophobia? Something. Erotophobia. I don't know. That's how I say it. I just say it with confidence. So (laughs) even if it's wrong, it sounds like I'm right. Exactly. So I'm on Urban Dictionary right now. Mm -hmm. Love it. That is honestly the number one resource for anything. Love it. It says Erotophobia, fear of female genitalia. Example, when he saw her naked, he suddenly suffered from urotophobia. Mm-hmm. You don't want to know why. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> like, is he all of a sudden scared of the vagina because it's not to his liking or what the fuck? Well, the Wikipedia says, a Wikipedia page says, rather than being an anomaly, some historical works point to cultures where urotophobic behavior was mainstream, such as those couples were avoiding copulation in illuminated areas to ensure the vulva remained out of sight. You don't want to see the vulva? Weird. While some of them made like, wait, fear and embarrassment while discussing the vagina manifests itself in some women with health problems. Oh my god. Which may impede diagnosing or tackling certain medical conditions that's what happened to me because i was afraid i was like oh my gosh my vagina's messed up but it's probably just me i'm just gonna not talk to a doctor about this wow. and when i finally did she was like why do you come in sooner and i was like that's a good fucking question oh man i'm seeing here that the fear of female genitalia can lead to genital mutilation 
Yes. Oh God. So shit. That's so awful. I, I feel for anyone who has to go through that. Mm -hmm. Ladies, you're not alone and don't let someone make you feel like you are impure or not worthy. I mean, you're born with this and a man cannot tell you that it's wrong. Oh God. That really fucks me up. Like, that's fucking awful. So, yeah, I'm seeing here that it can... I mean, just... Like, these phobias, a lot of people, including myself, mm-hmm. I saw it, you know, just surface-wise, and I was like, uh, fear of vaginas. Like, that just sounds like another silly phobia. Mm-hmm. But the shit is real. It's, and it goes deeper than people even realize mm-hmm. to the point where... It leads to serious complications and even death. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, it really, yeah, that's, that's true. That really has. And there's like, there's also like a hyper fixation on vaginas, if that makes sense. It's like, that's not, it's not equally as bad, but it's still not great. Like, just treat us as people. That's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I promise. Who cares what's in my pants? Yeah, exactly. That should be more politician's mantra. Who gives a shit? If you have such a fixation on someone's genitalia, you need to reassess your priorities and pick up a hobby. Like, knitting is good. Knitting is great. Yeah, like, go fucking make a a dream board or some shit. Exactly. If you are so concerned about what the fuck is in someone's pants, relax. You're a perv unclench your jaw, realize you're a fucking weirdo, and live the rest of your life just being quiet. Like, that's it. That's all. The good three-step rule. Yeah. For real. So, to the women out there listening, if you have experienced anything like this, just know that we here at Nerd have your back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if if you need to talk to someone, call someone. Uh, someone you trust for sure but you're not alone women who have not gone through something like this be there for your sisters that's even oh so good so good yeah for sure well i appreciate you being on the show rose rose quacker yes thank you so much for having me on here i I really i really did appreciate it thank you yeah no i knew you'd be perfect for this because just your facebook posts were like she's the one i need to talk to oh god my facebook has gotten me in trouble so often (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes it it brings you gifts exactly gets me onto a fucking podcast so i mean you know yeah always silver lining Yes. So thanks so much. And I'll see you at an open mic hopefully soon. Oh, yes. Hit me up whenever you go. I'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in to the third episode of the Phobia Collection. Stay tuned next week for episode number four on phasmophobia, that is the fear of ghosts. And also, as promised, the name of collection two is Space Oddities. So we're going to go over everything from Man in the Moon to Roswell. Check that out. Thank you to our researcher, Tom DeRosa. Thank you, Rose Cracker. Catch you next week.